for me, I'll say personally, survival, you know, kind of becomes the main focus of how do I just make it through the day to day as you are going through the process of trying to get the education. Welcome to Ask Pro's Business, where we have conversations with people in business about their business journey so as to provide our listening community with a variety of strategies that can help grow their businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Axed Pros Business, where we bring entrepreneurs, professionals on the show, you know, to share their journey. On this particular episode, I got my man here, Jake. Jake is all the way from the States, guy, all the way from the States, you know, and Jake is here to share his journey and his story. And hopefully, you know, that's going to impact, you know, us positively, you know, and Jake on this show, we always start from the beginning, which means, you know, telling us how the journey started for you. You know, my brother, how did it start for you? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, I uh, appreciate you um, having me on the show. Uh, you know, we had a, a great pre-interview, so I've been looking forward to this uh, for us being able to record. Um, but I am Jack Brickhouse Ill. I am from the States. Uh, I grew up in a little town just outside of Chicago. For you guys who know a little bit about the state's geography, uh, it's a little t- town called Gary, Indiana. If you think you may have heard of that, Michael Jackson, contingent upon who your demographic is, Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5 came from that town. Uh, that, of course, you know, he was one of the biggest entertainers in the world. Um, but the house they came from was very tiny, maybe about 1,300 square feet. Um, and, and that's kind of the town that I grew up in. Uh, the only other thing my town was known for was uh, steel uh, production and steel manufacturing. It, it was huge uh, in, the, in the early 1900s. So uh, a lot of uh, individuals in the States, a lot of the, the families in the South moved to the North to work there. And that's kind of how, I, how uh, my lineage got there uh, in that area. Um, so Gary, Indiana, uh, again, outside of, of Michael Jackson and still the third uh, thing that you may have heard about it for is being the murder capital of the world. Uh, unfortunately, my city had that title um, and that that stat, which I learned at a very early age, is broken down by the uh, most murders per 100,000 people. All right. And there was only about 100,000 people in, in that city, you know, at, at, at its peak. And so this is kind of my environment uh, as a youth. This is kind of, you know, what I'm coming up in and you have to learn to navigate all these hurdles uh, as we all do coming from our different communities. It's no different. It just happens to be my hurdles, Absolutely. Uh, you know, in my particular scenario. And so, you know, when you come from this scenario, um, you have to, well, for me, I'll say personally, survival, you know, kind of becomes the main focus of how do I just make it through the day to day as you are going through the process of trying to get the education and learn all of these things as you're, as you're growing up as a youth and then into high, in middle school and high school. Um, you know, you for me, I'm going through all of these challenges and hurdles and then going through, of course, just becoming a young adult um, and then just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. It's kind of all impacted by this environment. Uh, so for me to kind of escape as, as uh, when I was younger, I did a lot of reading. Uh, for instance, I think I was probably like 11 to 12 and I, and I read uh, Donald Trump's um, Art of the Deal. Um, right. And so that's at 12 years old. So I'm, I'm learning business this way. Um, about the time uh, of uh, me going into uh, being a, a young teenager, the hip hop mogul was born uh, here uh, in the States with the Puff Daddies and the Jay-Z's and uh, Jermaine Dupree's and these guys in the industry who aren't just making music, but in their music, they're telling you about how you can do anything coming from, you know, whatever neighborhood you come from. And then they're showing you all of these things that you can do. So now I'm looking around. like, All right. Well, there's there's no ceilings, but it's a lot easier said than done. Like, it's great that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that they're dropping all of these tools and yeah. I know they had to go through these hurdles, but I'm going through these hurdles now. Okay. Right. And, 
And, and uh, you know, but again, it's another uh, part of inspiration. And then just looking in the family and just looking at the people who had uh, went to college and, and just kind of how their lives turned out. So I'm looking early on and I realize, you know, entrepreneurship is definitely the way I want to go. Uh, the other thing that unfortunately comes with murder capital of the world, is you learn about the streets. Right. And so in my case, I learned a lot about the streets. But what I took from the streets is that uh, organized crime is still a business. Uh, it's a corporation. It's just on the other side of the, the line uh, as far as legality goes. So, you know, watching these guys again, I learned a, a lot about business on, on how a business operates and how a business is structured, how to treat employees and all these sorts of things. So um, as, as I uh, um, was rounding out high, high school, I had a, a son at 17. All right. So now life is that much more challenging. And I have my daughter at 20, uh, all while trying to go to the university for music business entrepreneurship at that time. Um, and so I, I got to I got through my first year, but then, you know, everything just kind of imploded. I'm 20 years old. Got the two kids coming from the environment, I, you know, come from trying to you know figure out where I want to be as, as an adult. It just took a toll. Um, but at 20, actually, right before my uh, daughter was born, uh, this is an important part of the story. I started my first business. Uh, myself and a partner uh, from high school, we started a, a aromatherapy business. And so, again, taking those tools from the from the street guys that I learned, we took that to the aromatherapy game. And so we would go to the uh, different salons and just the different neighborhood shops and and, you know, make peace with the or make friends with the owners. And that would allow us to be able to sell our product there. And so once once we were able to sell our product, um, and scale up enough, we actually got a location. And that was the first time I had to fi file official paperwork for a business and learn about identification numbers and taxes and all these things. So, so uh, we got that. And, and that, so that's 20, that, that was my first 20 years. I'll let you jump in and then we can continue to go. <laughs> oh my God, bro, man. That was, yeah. that was such a, that was, that was such a, a, a lot to take in, man. A lot of yes. things to take in, man. You know, but, you know, we, we all that, you know, you have having your son at 17, your daughter at 20, yeah. you know, how hard to say, you know, all that difficult phase of your life to say, you know, how did you still have that mindset to say, just tell yourself, you know, I want to still push this thing on, you know, I want to go on, I want to push on it. I don't want to give up, you know, how did you, how did you come around that? Yeah. So for me, it was just, I didn't want to be a statistic of the environment that I, you know, had grown up in. And so, you know, the, the odds were already against me, but then, you know, with, with having the kids at a young age now, you know, those odds are even heavily, more heavily against me, but I didn't want that because I knew, you know, what I was capable of. I knew I, you know, I was just, born in a certain place and I had to deal with it into adulthood. But then as an adult, I have options now on what I want to do with my life and how, how I, you know, the paths that I choose. And so what I understood was I'm going to have to go against the grain and you can edit this. I don't know if you do profanity, but I said, this shit is going to be very, very hard. Right. And I know I have to do this. And so from there, it was just creating a, a strategic plan. And that's how I, I even tack business deals now and everything that I do in life is what is going to be the strategy? Well, the first strategy is uh, let's uh, the, the business kind of took a dive. And so then I went into the transportation industry. I went and got a CDL. I was thinking about owning a truck. And so I went into that and uh, I drove semi truck from the from transportation game. I learned a lot about logistics. I learned how Fortune 500 companies move their products on the big scale. So I've seen it on the small scale in the community now with the local street guys. I've seen it, you know, I've read it in books now and now I'm watching it play out and I'm actually a part of it. So I'm learning how air, truck and train work together to make our products go from a warehouse, you know, to our dinner table or to our homes. And so now I have a, a, a well-rounded picture of, of what's going on. So 
so so that kind of took me on a journey that taught me a lot about business. It taught me a lot about myself. Um, I was still reading, you know, business books. I still had the aspirations of uh, obtaining the degrees and all these things. But I took that time to 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 take what I could from that experience because I was able to generate revenue and, and you know, take care of the kids, kind of get them up. Um, and so once they got to a certain age, uh, they both kind of got into their teenage years. I said, all right, now I can go back to school. And so that was my motivation was to do what I have to do now. And in the future, when there's an opportunity, you have to then come back around. And that's where some people quit. Some people make those packs with themselves. But when the time comes around, it's hard to stay committed. But my yeah. commitment came from not wanting to be a statistic. Yeah, cause, cause Jack, yeah. man, you know it's yeah. it, it's hard when you have commitments. You know, when you, when you have like, yes. you know, you, you need to pay bills. You know, you you've got you've got the kids. You yeah. got to look after the kids as well. You know, you've got all sorts going on, family as well going on. You know, but for you, you know, the one thing you know, I'm thinking from this your story now is that you know, you weren't willing to settle for the ordinary. You know, you weren't willing to just settle down and say, you know, it's life. You know. Woe is me. I will just take it as it is, you know, and I, I will just take whatever is given to me. But, but you were never there. You wanted, you, you wanted more from life. You know, you wanted more. Right. You wanted to you wanted to put in more and you wanted to get more as well. Right. You know, but in terms of signing a business and, you know, you know, have all that. I know over there in America is maybe you have to get your LLC straight, you know, yeah. have all, yeah, have all that together, you yeah. know, and also have the business name as well, because. I've, I've got people sending me messages like, okay, um, case, I want to start a business, you know, how do I think about the name, you know, think about the branding, you know, strategy and all that, you know, for you, you know, I, I know you have the street game, you know, are yeah. you, are you, are you yeah. also went into logistics as well, you know, learned yeah. a lot from that, you know, but how do you bring all this together? Yeah. So, uh, for me, um, it, it's kind of, I, I use a three-step process, a strategy. Once you have a strategy, you can develop a project plan. And then from that project plan, you can execute. All right. And then it's just kind of an evaluation process. So that's that's kind of the way that I attack everything. So for when I'm consulting new entrepreneurs, they come right and they have all these questions. Well, I need a name and I need this and I need that. And so regulations are different in different countries and also here in the different states. Absolutely. Each state, each state has a, has has uh, different fees and different things that you have to uh, to uh, um, accomplish before you can get your um, LLC. So, for instance, in the state of California, it's, it's a, I want to say it's an $800 annual fee that you have to pay for maintenance of uh, your LLC in the state of California. In the state of uh, Arizona, you just pay a one-time fee of, I think it's 50 bucks, and then that's it, unless you have a corporation. If you have a corporation, then you have to file an annual report. So the, so what I, so the, the number one thing I say, and I, and I ask the entrepreneur or the CEO, is, is how much control do you want to have? How much control do you need to have? Um, are you just the creative mind? Are you the creative and business mind? And more so, are you the creative and business mind because you have to or because you want to be? All right, because most most entrepreneurs get into a uh, business and want to develop a business around their skill or whatever that may be. And so while you may be great and have the skills to execute you know, that product or that service, business is 90% of what you have to do. And if you don't understand business, then a, a lot of a, a lot of uh, misinterpretation or lack of business knowledge is what tanks most new companies when they come, you know, when, when someone tries to launch a new business. And so what I try to, to do is, is, is get the individual to understand either you need to come on with partners that can fill in the gaps on the things that you can't do that you can trust. You need to have a budget where you can outsource these things and you can hire people to do the day to day that know what they're doing. 
because if you try to do it in the beginning as yourself, you're going to get frustrated because you got to, again, you got to deliver the service or the product. Then you have to keep track of the money, right? If you have, if, if you have employees, you got to keep track of your, and so now you're overextending yourself. You're setting yourself up for failure, but that's because there's no strategy, right? Pe- individuals, you Hey, I got a company and I want to do the minimum steps. And then I want to say, I have a business. Well, on paper, all businesses are only paper, right? You, you fill out these things. Like you say, you, you create a name. Um, and you do whatever, you know, inside of your territory is required. And so then from there, it's up to the individual to breathe life into the business. And that's any corporate. The, the biggest corporation you can think of now started with a piece of paper when someone incorporated it or founded it or, or, or uh, filled out the articles of organization. And so as you go to th- the things such as name and, and those those are the surface level things. And so while a name is definitely important. The, the way I approach name is I have the individual dive deep into their organization. So it's a, if, if you want to sell candles, per se, well, what, what makes your candle different than any of the thousands of other candles? I can go to any store and purchase. Right. So you have to be able to 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 convey that to the consumer. And so you have to connect to the consumer. So just thinking of a catchy name is cool. But if it's not tied into what you're branding as your whatever your business, whether that be service product, whatever, it doesn't matter. Because when it, if, if the name draws them in, and for whatever reason and then they come and they see that your mission and your values don't align with your names, they're not going to purchase from you. And so you just, if, as the entrepreneur, as the leader of the organization, you have to develop a mission and what the values are of the company and why are we in this, not just to make money. You have to have a mission and, 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 and have a, a purpose behind what you're doing in order for people to really connect. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that goes, um, that's, that ties into personal branding as well, because um, you, you, you have to show the people that, you know, this is, this is my product. This is me. You know, you have to be the face, like you said, you know, and, and that will probably invariably, you know, from, the, from your personal branding and that goes to your, your business branding as well, you know, but minutes ago, you, you were talking about, you know, doing the accounting and all the, all the paperwork and all that, you know, but for you in your own business, you know, like, you know, what, 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 what were the things that you, that you did, that ain't so fun for you, you know, because I know you, you probably have to do your do your accounting. You 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 do your 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 if you if you're doing your your your, your YouTube and stuff, you do your video. You do the, you, you also have to do the editing as well, you know. But what what part were you really a part of in building that business? Yeah, so um, I am the orchestrator or the facilitator, um, you know. So so for me, so currently I have an operation. I have a, a nonprofit, a production company. Uh, we have an investments and holdings company. Uh, I have actually, I have another production company that I'm partnered with, with a, another business associate on. And so what it comes down to is each business has to be able to sustain itself. So for me in the beginning, it's coming out and making partnerships. So what, what I'll do is let's say um, I needed a, a, a CFO for uh, one, or, one of my businesses to handle all the financial work. So I know a CFO who does, um, independent contractor work. So I go, we already have a relationship because we refer business to each other mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And so then we just work out a deal. I say, well, you provide this for me and I provide this for you. Sometimes it's a monetary exchange. Sometimes it's just referral. And so I, I take the time to bring in and partner with people that, that can do the things that I either don't want to do and they specialize in or the things that I can't do and I don't know. And it's a process of scaling. And individuals want to scale a lot, a lot of times think their, their business is going to scale a lot quicker than it is. You only can scale with what, what you have coming in and what you're creating. And so if you go, some people go and take out a business loan in the, in, in the very beginning and in initial stages, 
Well, that's great because you have, you know, finances that you can operate on. But if, if, as you start pulling from that loan or that line of credit and you're not able to replenish that, that's, that's turning into debt on the company. And so it's, it's, it's much better to, to take the slow crawl and put as minimal amount of capital in in the beginning as you as you can, you know, enough to operate and prove that the business model can actually generate revenue. Right. Because if the business model, you can have a hundred thousand dollar loan, but if you don't have a business model that can generate revenue, it's just you just took out a hundred thousand dollar loan to have fun is pretending you have a business, right? For for six months, however long it's gonna sustain. And so it's about taking the take, you know, putting in the groundwork. And so that's what I do with all my organizations. So I still sit uh, at the top as either chairman or president of my organizations, and then the, and then all um, I have assistants and other things that kind of work because most of my business is, is family owned. I try to keep it in and then, you know, friends I may partner with from time to time. And so that's that's kind of what we focus on is just growing, growing for our family internally and creating jobs for our family and friends internally is kind of the approach that we take. And so I'm involved in that day to day. Yeah, good. But, 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 but just to go back, but, but initially when you started, yeah, you were you were a part of the business in so many ways, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, so. And again, this comes with scaling. You don't have to do all these things at once. You know, people want to come and launch a media campaign while at the same time still trying to structure their business. And, oh, I need to do a pop up shop or a video. So you don't have to do all of those things. at once. So that's how I'm able to do these things. Again, I scale. I take the time and say, all right, you know, for the first 30 days, these are the things we can get accomplished. And then in these next 30 days, these are the things we can get accomplished. And it'll be nice to have a shoot once the company can pay for the shoot. Jack's not paying for the shoot. All right, the company has to pay for the shoot. So once once I put once I put in the initial effort, then it's just a matter of maintaining the processes, building partnerships and relationships to be able to assist. Right. I mean, that's the key. Networking is, is the key to everything. You have to have relationships, whether you're in corporate or you're independent as an entrepreneur. And so that's what I spend my time doing is, is building relationships and and having a Rolodex so that I can lean on people when I need to lean on them. Yeah, absolutely, Jack, man. You, you yes. have to be, you have to be a people's person, man. That's, that, that, that's key. That's the number one key to, to, to succeeding in business. You know, from, from, for me, you know, you, you, you have to be able to reach out to people, you know, shake so many hands, you know, go into the room and shake so many hands, you know, but like, like, like we are doing right now, you know, you reached out to me, you know, and now we are here talking on this podcast, you know, yeah. you, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, I, I might, yeah. I might, I might need something and, or you might need something and, and, and you'll be the one or I'll be the one to give you that thing, you know, that's right. But, but starting out a business, you know, I, I know it's difficult. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a very difficult, you know, very difficult and lonely journey for entrepreneurs or starting out for you, you know, what were the initial challenges you had starting out? Oh, well, I mean, in, in the beginning, it's funding, you know, in the beginning, it's all right. Well, what, and I'll say even if you back up before that, the most challenging question is, how do I approach entrepreneurship? Some people think you have to go all in, right? Oh, I just got to quit my job and just go all in. Well, that can work if you have strategized and prepared for that. But the average person is not, you know, the average person is, is working in whatever scenario they're in. And you're trying to make this decision saying, I want to go do something else. But how do I do it? And so that's the first decision is, all right. You know, how, how can I play this game where in the beginning I'm still, you know, working salary or whatever the scenario is. And then I'm going to make this transition to go and, and jump into this other space. And so uh, the first company I started was my production company, but I was already working in production uh, for a larger firm. And so uh, that's something that's, that's often left out in, in uh, entrepreneurship is that working the corporate game or, or for somebody else that's established is OK because you get to go there and learn the game. 
you get to get connects that you get to take with you once you leave. And so now once you leave and you go start your firm or your company or whatever it is, you're not you're not a new fish in the game. You can make phone calls. And so when you're able to make phone calls, then things move a little bit faster. So in my example, for me, uh, being in the entertainment business, I have friends that I can connect with who knew about opportunities that don't get posted. So once I launched my production company, I call some of these friends and say, hey, what's what's going on in the industry? Hey, this show's here. Hey, you know, these people are looking for something. Hey, these people are looking for something. And so that's kind of how I moved uh, in the beginning, you know, for the production company. And so that, so that was my plan to scale. And then from there is, you know, we publish books and music and other things from there. But you can't do everything at once. So I didn't try to do everything at once. So all the all the companies I developed was because at the time I needed them. It wasn't a thing where I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a uh, develop nine companies because I want to have nine companies and take the time and go do all these things. It's a lot of work, right? And so, as you start a business and you go through things, then you realize, all right, maybe I need to develop a company for this. So that's how my nonprofit came. So as I got more heavily involved into into the community. I said, I want to be able to give back through my way and not have to, you know, depend on a bigger organization. So that's when I started Brickhouse Cares, right? Our private foundation again. And then as we were moving forward, when we needed to uh, get into some investments, then you start that business. But you don't just start businesses for the sake of starting businesses. Again, it's like it's like having seven kids and just thinking that it's going to be hands off. (laughs) Like it doesn't work. Yeah, bro, man, it definitely doesn't work that way, you know. But I, I, I see, I, I see you're busy, man, and, you, and you're doing a lot of stuff, you know. But for someone like you, you know, what, what would you say motivates you? You know, what what makes you, what drives you, what makes you to do more and do and and do better, man? Um, just just having the uh, ability to share information and enlighten other people. That's it. Um, so any any my rule is one. So for as long as one person is touched by something, like just say for this interview, if one person is like, hey. I thought that was a great interview and I learned one thing. Well, then it was positive. We all won. You know how hard in this climate it is to affect somebody with all the things that you're competing with or with social media and television and life and all these things. So just being able to cut through through one because that one person is in going to change something that's going to affect somebody else and somebody else. And so that's what drives me is just, again, coming as, as I set that up in, in our first few minutes, just coming from my environment, these opportunities aren't prevalent like you don't you know again you don't even know if you're going to live past 20 years old or 21 years old and so with me you know going through all of these things and fortunately being able to find uh, some sort of light on the other side it's important for me to continue to move forward but also still be in the community to to show hey this is real like I, I came from the exact place you did this is just not a story that you're hearing yeah you're hearing the story and you may hear an interview but then I'll come to your community and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna talk with you and so that's what's important is, is being able to connect with the people. So um, aside from all of my uh, uh, personal and professional experience, so I have degrees, bachelor and master's degree in organizational leadership and schooling is just as important also. Right? You don't have to go all the way, but you want to get some type of whether it's business certificates or you take a course or two, you need to understand business because there are rules and regulations to this game that you need to understand. A lot of them are in your favor when you know the business and you know the laws. And so, you know, taking the time to, to educate and, uh, uh, and learn those things. And so that's my message is the things that most people don't like doing. I enlighten them. Hey, if you just read this and, and you read this and you take the time to read this about your your law and your history and then you learn these things, your entrepreneur journey will be a lot easier. And so uh, for me, it's, outside of that, it's just all about the mental coaching. I'm, I focus on mental mindset because you can go read all the books you want and go fill out all the paper you want. But if you're not ready to be an entrepreneur mentally, 
uh, and internally within yourself is some of the questions you've been asking as you have to make these decisions. It's going to be a super rough road. And so those are the things I talk about. I talk about what it's like for real when you go launch a company and, you know, you're used to getting paid every two weeks, but now you're on a 30 or 60 day invoice. So, yeah, you get the work. Right. And the client is happy and everything, but you got to wait on, on their pay cycle. So, yeah, you know, whatever you were compensated is going to be nice when you get it. So now you have to make a shift okay? because now you were you, you, you were getting paid weekly or two weeks. Now it's 30 days. They may mail it out on the 30th day and you have to wait on the mail to get it to you. Right. Or, or deposit. So all these things happen when you when you say I want to be the boss, you have to deal with these things. And so these are the, the things that I that I talk about with clients and say, well, how are you going to deal with it? When your spouse is saying, hey, you always working, but I don't see any money. Right. What, what, what are you doing out there? Right? Tell me about that, man. <laughs> right. And so the, these are the conversations I have. So I take a personal and professional approach because they go hand in hand as I can't just coach you as an entrepreneur without knowing what you what your foundation is at, at home and, and the scenarios that you have, because those are going to heavily impact your career and your mind state as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jack, you know, but you, you just mentioned um, education is key. You know, learning, learning is also part of the game as well. You know, but you, you hear a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or business owners, you know, did they tell you, you know, maybe they are their college dropouts, you know, they never, they, ne- they never went to college. They went, they never went to school, you know, but for you, you know, how is, how important is, you know, learning and going to school and college and university? Cause you got a degree and master's as well, you know, and I yeah. know, and I know you're, do, you're, you're doing very well with that, but for, for those people that, that say it's not that important, you know, what do you have to say about that? Yeah. So, you know, for and, and it's not for everybody. I never try to issue blanket statements, but it's, it's it can definitely be a game changer. Again, that's whatever professional path you want to take um, on the university level, on the junior college level, on whatever level. The, the marketplace is consistently changing. Trends are consistently changing. Um, uh, you know, corp, the, what's acceptable like now, 72 percent of decisions are value based, which means that the corporations aren't necessarily showing you about their discounts. They're showing you what they do in the community because that's what people want. That's what people care about now. And so you as a as a leader have to understand the the science behind this business and and and, and the psychology behind consumerism and materialism and all these things. And so uh, so the, I guess the, the biggest separation is in in uh, at the university and college or in that setting, you learn the theory of what's going on and, and how how and why things kind of operate in the marketplace. And then your personal experiences when you go do internships or you work or you start your own business, but it's a collective. And so if you go and you only have the, the, the experience, the personal experience and you're competing against someone who has the personal experience and the education, you put yourself at a disadvantage. So again, you don't necessarily have to go and say, I, I need a master's or a PhD and all of these other things. You just have to be willing to stay current in, in, in your industry, most importantly, and what's happening in the business field to stay relevant. And that's a continuing education process. So I'm always learning outside of the, uh, outside of the university. I, I'm reading books. I probably read six or seven books a month, you know, whether it be about business or about law and sometimes just read biographies for inspiration of, of other individuals, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But what, what would you say um, when, when it comes to, mentorship and entrepreneurs you know you know yeah. how does mentorship come in into this in, into this equation yes yeah, it's, it's very important so uh again even in my point in my status now i have a mentor uh my, my mentor is how does say, 78 years old and so he's he's been around he's done a lot of different things throughout his life uh he he became a, a business owner in the 1950s 
And so here we are in 2021. He's still a business owner. So he has a lot of wisdom. You know, I, I call him as my OG. So I, uh, you know, I call him and, and he'll just give you advice sometimes and say, you know, these are these things. And sometimes he'll call with opportunities, you know, with him still mm-hmm. being connected. And so mentorship is definitely important. Um, there's not a standard mentorship scenario I would recommend. I would just say whatever works for the person. Sometimes it's just doing, a, you know, working with a partner and, and assisting somebody that can be a mentorship. Uh, sometimes it can be direct where you actually schedule time. And, you know, somebody's going to going to pour into you during these scheduled times. Sometimes you can have a series of people, which, you know, I'm always looking up to see who else I can connect with that can show me some things that I don't that I, that I don't know. Again, because it's all about learning with me and the end goal with the learning and the mentorship and all these things just circles back around to my ultimate goal of just spreading this information and then taking it to the nooks and crannies where it, it normally doesn't go. So I sit in a lot of on a lot of uh, committees. And so the people that sit in, around these boardroom tables with me on committees don't go to the neighborhoods that I can go into. All right. And so they'll send the message, but they're not going to take the message <laughs> down there like I'll take the message. And so that's the importance of doing this. So again, it's just uh, taking or, or showing that you can come from a neighborhood as I was inspired by the hip hop guys. Right. So now it's my turn to do the things that I was that I was inspired to do or by these guys. Now, now I can be the inspirer and say, hey, I wrote these books. I did this. I did this. I did this. You can do these things as well. Yeah, absolutely, Jake. Man, your 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 journey has been a remarkable one, man. I, I love I, I love your story and how how you've sort of like picked yourself, you know, all the way from the streets, you know, lent yeah. lent a few things, you know, yeah, logistics as well, you know, you've grown your business, you know, you yeah. you're doing you're doing pretty good, you know. But if you had to go back and change, you know, same things, you know, on how you started, you know, your your business journey, your life life in general, you know, what is that one thing that you, that you would change? You know, I think everything was important that the way that it happened for me in business in order to be able to be as versatile um, as as I am, because without all those different experiences, then I, I'm kind of in a box and I don't operate the way that I operate. So um, I don't think there's necessarily anything I would change business wise, because it, I mean, that, my experiences and the resources I have have helped me through a lot of scenarios. Um, personally, I would have taken up golf a lot earlier. <laughs> than I did. <laughs> what's what's so great? What's so, what's 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 so great about golfing? Is it is it like it relaxes you, or just or, or yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you get on me? Yeah, it's it, it, yeah. That basically, that's that's what I got into it for. Is just to you know be able to have those uh, conversations, executive level conversations. But the game itself, actually, I, I fell in love with because although it's not relaxing when you actually care, it's very challenging. It's much harder than you think it is. Uh, it, for me, the, the game of golf is just like the game of life. All right. You come out and you, you on the So, you know, if, if you're not involved, you just kind of see it on TV and you see these guys out here on this with all this great water and this be- beautiful scenery. But when you're actually on the course, it's like when you start your business. Right. So now you have a different view when you step to that first tee box. Now you see the water hazard. Now you see a house that if you hit this ball wrong, you're going to break somebody's window. Now you see this tree that's obst- obstructing your view. It's no different. Oh, I want to make uh, candles or I want to start this driver service. And once you start it, now you have a completely different view. And as you start to, as you put, whenever you press the green button, it says go and you get out. It's the same thing as once you hit that first tee shot, wherever the ball lands, now you have to play the ball from that spot with the overall goal of capturing the flag, right? Or, or, or hitting the pin. It's the same thing in, in your entrepreneur career. You you come out again, you make the first move, you open your doors and then customers come in. And, and sometimes they flood your store. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes nobody engages. And so now you're looking around, but, but you've made a move. So now you have to hit the ball from where it is. 
And so now as an entrepreneur, you're playing this game. And so although it's hard enough that you're just trying to hit the ball straight, you also have all these hazards, just like you do in, in regular life. You have your, your spouse, you have your kids, you have your family, you have illness, you have all these things. But again, you have to hit the ball from wherever you, you know, wherever it landed from your previous hit. So the better, so basically it goes back to the better your old self can perform, you set your new, your future self up for success. So if I hit a great initial shot, then my next shot is going to be pretty good, which then makes my next shot pretty good. But if I hit the first shot and it goes awry, how do I react? Do I get upset? Because if I get upset, it's just going to make it go worse, right? Just like in life. If you stub your toe in the morning, it just goes downhill if you stay upset. And so that's the game of golf that you, that you go. And so now, it's a challenge to go out there because each course is different. It's designed by a different architect. The overall, uh, overall goal is the same, just like in business. Most people are in it to make generate revenue or whatever it may be, but the obstacles are different contingent upon the golf course or the industry that you choose to, to play in. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, absolutely. man. I, I think for entrepreneurs or business owners, or people that want to get into business, I think for me, from what you just said now with the, with this golf analogy, which is a very great one is like, is that you have to love every process process of the business that's right that's right and and like you said once you hit the golf like once you start the business you know no matter what comes comes along you know you have to be able to at least withstand that that pressure you know and say you know i'm not going to give up you know i'm still going to push on and carry on you know which is which is great you know um Take it a little from, from Kevin, Kevin Hart. Yeah. And I, I think he said something, I think in his book saying that living, living life is like, you know, we are writing our own stories, you know, we're telling our stories, you know, is, is your journey, your process, you know, what is, what is your journey going to look like? You know, when, when all is done, you know, for you, you know, Jack, you know, how, how is your journey going to look like? You know, now I'm thinking about legacy, you know, what is yeah. what, 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 what is that thing that you want? You want people to say, Oh, do you know what? You know, because of this guy, I, I did this because of this guy, you know, I was here, you know, he helped me at this point of my career. You know, what, what is that thing you want people to remember you for? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's very simple. Uh, because of this guy, I continued learning throughout my life. I learned the value. I learned the importance of learning, of continued education and how that helps the person as an individual evolve, which then helps each individual community. All right. So for 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 a large scale change to happen, it, it starts on the on the smaller scales. Right. So if each community in inside of a country controls their own, you know, their own community and they say, all right, they have a leader and, they, and everybody does what they need to do in the community and say, all right, we're all going to be education based. So we're all going to we're all going to do whatever it is that the that we this overall goal is. But everybody only worries about their own community. You can get a lot of stuff done instead of. Community one saying, well, I'm not going to do it because I know community three, four and five is not going to do it. You see what I'm saying? And so now a, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, you, you will wind up counting yourself out because you're looking around. And instead of making a decision and just worrying about what you control, you worry about the things that you can't control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. But I think I think I think for me, you know, it's just it's just it's just about it's just all about, you know, giving value, you know, and yeah. And, and, and helping the next guy cross to the other side, you know, that's because it. I think, I, th- I think for me, life, that, that's the way I see life, to be honest, you know, because you, you, you can't just keep all that knowledge to yourself. That's right. You know, you should be able to, to, to help others as well. You know, people that are struggling, you know, just, just help them and just, just be that, you know, have that empathy, you know, that love as well, you know, and, and give things out for free as well, you know, good. Yes. You know? That's it. Absolutely. Well, it, my 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all comes to meet you, you know, and say, you know, Jack, you know, I'm I'm struggling, you know, I'm I want to start this business, you know, I want to yeah. do this, you know, I want to do that, you know. Strategy wise, you know, you know, be being yeah. very strategic, you know. What will be yeah. what will be your advice to that person? Yeah, you you go sit down and you do a self assessment, and you say, where am I at? And that and so you do a personal assessment and say, well, where is my life? So you understand where you are there in your personal affairs, and then you say, where am I at in the process of being able to start this business? Because you have to know what you have before you can plan on where you're going, what tools that you have, right? It's like going, it's like deciding to go camping and you just pick up and go and get in your car and go and just whatever you have in the truck is in the trunk is what you have. All right. And so that may or may not work. Do you camp a lot? If you don't camp a lot, you probably don't have a tent. You probably don't have all these other things you need. But if you do, it may work in your favor. And so it's taking an assessment. How, how, how much have I been working in this business? How much work have I put into it? Did I get upset today at work and say, I'm going to start the business today? So it's taking the time to just assess the reality of starting this business. And so from there, you know, if that's a go, then it's planning out a business strategy. And so that that's very simple is how much do I know about business? Oh, well, I don't really know a lot. Find a business consultant or a business coach or somebody with a business, find a mentor, uh, taking the time to do that, assessing, well, what's actually going to be needed? For, for instance, I had a client who... Uh, against my advice, jumped into a, a lease agreement uh, for a property for a business that they have. And because of the industry they were in, they didn't take the time to properly uh, see what all the licensing licensing and fees were going to be, winded up spending like another $30,000 that they really didn't have because they didn't take the time to properly uh, assess the scenario and go and, and, and take the time to dot the I's and cross the T's. And so the next thing is create a, a snapshot of, all right, I'm creating this business. When do I want this business to be up? And you can, again, you're the business. It can be 30 days. It can be 90 days. It can be a year from now. But it's all about assessing the scenario. And so then from there, you need to say, all right, realistically, what do I need to make the, to, to get this business open in 90 days? Can I do that? No. All right. Can I do it in 60 days? Can I do it in 90 days? So it's just being it, those beginning steps are you being real with yourself about, this business, because this business is, it sounds good. And everybody wants to go on Instagram and say that I'm a business owner and I'm a boss and I'm a CEO. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. And, and it, it, again, it sounds fun, but it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a pain. It's, uh, so uh, I was doing some studying abroad in uh, uh, Belize with the uh, Maya indigenous group. And uh, they were talking about their election process on how they elect their new leaders. And so leaders there don't run for public office, right, for the for the to govern the indigenous people there. They're asked. So if you've been doing a lot of work and all these things that you and I have been talking about are giving and, and being involved in a tribe, the senior, the elders are going to come say, hey, it's your time. You need to lead the tribe. And you know what they say? No, I don't want to do this. Right. The elders have to pretty much force them into doing it because true leadership is a burden. It is. All right. It is, and, it, and, it is. and it and it and it takes a lot out of you. So. Being at the top of the chain sounds good and it can be cool at, at certain times, but it never stops. You look at uh, Jeff Bezos flew to space. Right. And what happened when he got back? They criticized him. They said you spent twenty eight million dollars or whatever it was to go to space. And so now he came back. And although he donated a lot of money at the end of that space, a lot of people didn't talk about that. He donated a lot of money to some different initiatives. But those are the things you go through. All right. So now everything you do is, is public relations. And so it's, it's a burden. So understanding and having those conversations of do I want to go through what the leaders have to go through? See, if you if you work for somebody else, they worry about bringing in new accounts and bringing in and making sure that your paycheck is going to be there. You yeah. just worry about your paycheck is going to be there every week or every whatever it is, whatever the pay cycle is. 
But if you, but w- once you go the other way, now it's your headache to make sure that not only you eat, if you have employees, you got to, their livelihood is, is on you. They signed up to be with you and expecting yeah. you to deliver. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. They all have to eat as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a lot of work. A lot of overhead, right? All the overhead is then yours. Or if you, if you have a space, you got to pay for the, for the building. You got to pay for the electricity, for the lights. You got a water cooler. You got to pay for that. If you have snacks, right? All of these things, these things cost. And so, so from a startup point, it's just keeping it simple. So I always say, um, I'll tell the clients, imagine you just got them, you know, working out or whatever it is that you like to do to, to, to work up a sweat. You're hungry. You order your favorite pizza. I don't know, pepperoni or, or uh, chicken or whatever it is, pesto chicken. You get down, you, you sit at the table and you're like, oh, man, I just want to stuff this whole pizza in my mouth. <laughs> but in reality, what what happens? You can't do that. You can't eat the whole pizza. Well, so what do you do? You can eat the whole pizza, but you have to eat it slice by slice. And yes. so that's how you have to approach journey. And that's part of strategy. That's my strategy is just take it slice by slice. So let's understand what the overall goal is, which is to eat this pizza. But it's going to take me eight slices to get it done. Right. And so that's how you have to break down what it is that you need to do to start your business. So I know I have 12 things to do. All right. But I got to start somewhere. So let me just start with one. And then after I complete that, then I can go to two. And the next thing you know, you're halfway down the list and now you're adding more things. And so you have to actually integrate yourself and live it. And I would say, don't be hasty. If, if you have a corporate job or a regular job, don't just j- walk off and leave that with no plan because you're, you're only going to be an entrepreneur a week or two when you understand <laughs> the reality of there is no paycheck coming. Right? Nobody's sending you anything. There, there are no unemployment benefits. It is you and only you. So you, got, you have to think through those things. So th- those are the things I like to talk about with clients. Yeah, Jack, man, no, 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 no one's giving you shit, man. That, that's, uh, no, 100, 100, bro, 100. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, lo- I like, I like, I like your strategy, you know, Google strategy and, and your, and your, and your, and your plans as well, you know, but I know you've, I know, I know you've got a couple of books out, you know, do, do you, yeah. do you have, do you, do you have all these strategies in your book as well? Yeah. So, uh, so the first book, Cigarettes and Bad Decisions, the shit I wish I know. Uh, that's 2016. I co-wrote that uh, with Hollow Tip and Coffee Black. Coffee Black is a good friend of mine. Um, Hollow Tip is actually my wife. And so that was a that's an interesting project, having a best friend and a wife and we we're all working together. That's good. Uh, but that is that is a self uh, self-development, self-help book. That's why we wrote that. And it's just kind of in part some of these things that we collectively learned um, as we went through life just from three different perspectives. So let's just say uh, the first chapter in that book is Crabs in the Barrel. And so we collectively talk about uh, when you try to make the transition from wherever you came from into a new, well, let's just call it level up. When you decide to level up to the next level and the, the resistance that you get from people that are close to you and how you thought they would be supportive, but you want, they're trying to bring you back down. They don't want to see you quote unquote escape from the barrel. And so we just kind of share some of our stories and talk about lessons uh, for crabs in the barrel. Uh, we have another chapter, uh, pursue happiness and the money will come. All right. And so, again, that just encourages you pursue whatever it is that you want to do. You can make money doing everything. All right. I have this example I uh, use where there was this uh, gentleman who apparently was into medieval uh, weaponry. Right. And I, actually, I want to say he was I think he was in the UK and he was he was doing he had a salon where he would do the women's hair, but he was using like blow torches and these medieval knives and all of these things. He was booked out. But you think if you ask the average woman, hey, would you let this guy do, use a blow torch on your hair? They're going to say no. Hell no, I'm not going to do that. But this guy created a whole business out of that, right, where he's up, up charging. So you can create revenue doing whatever you want to do. You just have to put the time into it and take the time to learn, educate yourself, figure out the market and then figure out where your place is in the market. What's not being serviced. 
And so we talk about a lot of those. We talk about make sure you're, uh, how making sure your shortcuts are actually shortcuts is very important because everybody wants to take the short route. But then once you find out your shortcut is not short and you have to double back, did you really have a shortcut? And so it's, it's taking the time to not always find the easy road. And so these are the things that cigarettes and bad decisions that's available on uh, at, on Amazon and uh, any bookstore. If they don't have it, they can definitely get it for you. And then uh, uh, j- on the September 11th, I just released a fiction book. So I wanted to go in a different direction. This is solo for me. Uh, I was not a big fiction reader, but I didn't want to get boxed in. It's just a self-help, self-development writer. And so I worked on this for about five years. So this book is called Blind Drift, something like a screenplay. And I wrote it in screenplay form. I, you know, I hate the standard form where everything is described out. So I, t- I took a, a little different approach. But the, the overall story, there's four acts. Uh, you follow a gentleman, Chad Powers, through his uh, life. Uh, he, he, he used to be a uh, college athlete, played basketball, wanted to go to the NBA, couldn't go that route. But he did finally make it into the NBA. He's an NBA official. And so you're going to follow him through his life and, and look at basketball from a little different perspective because you know every every time somebody writes is about the star player the star player the star player the star player so i wanted to give somebody else who's always on camera but it is kind of uh overlooked you know kind of give them shine in that book and so uh each act kind of spins off there's new characters introduced each way and so that's blind drift something like a screenplay and then there's also a soundtrack that i uh I released for that an instrumental soundtrack that was my great. second album and that's great. available apple spotify all those things that's Most great, definitely. brother, man. Your, your hands are yeah. full, man. Your hands are full, yeah. man. You know, you're, 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 you're doing a lot, you know. And going back to what you what you said about, you know, doing something different, you know, and you, you want to try yeah. and create your own niche as well, you know. For yeah. you, you know, as a businessman and as an entrepreneur, you know, what sets you different? What sets you yeah, up? Yeah, man. Um, is, is, is that I'm able to go. I'm one of the few people that, that can go from the boardroom to being a boot on the ground and have the conversations that, that that bridge those two, we'll call them communities, for lack of a better word. Um, there's usually, there's a huge disconnect there, and so that's that's why I feel all my experiences made me or allowed me to 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 have the swag to walk on both sides of the line and be respected on both sides to be able to bridge those lines of of communication. I love the show. Love, love, love the way it's going. Your storytelling, you know, and your life journey as well. You know, if you want to leave someone with something, you know, on this show and said, you know, I, I listened to Jack on this show, you know, ask the pros, you know, business. And he said this, you know, what would that thing be? Yeah. Uh, uh, two things. Preparation is the separation. Uh, that's that is my personal quote. Um, and again, if you're always prepared and continually preparing for what it is you say you want, when the opportunity comes, you'll be ready. So if you say I'm ready to start that business and opportunities are, are that are coming that are leading you that way and you're and you're taking them in, you're taking the time to read and educate yourself and look at spaces and do all of these things and you're prepared, the opportunity will arrive. You work yourself into opportunity. It's not necessarily luck. There is a small portion of luck, but a, a bigger portion of that is working yourself to even be in the opportunity to get lucky. And that goes as preparation as the separation. And the other thing is just to get comfortable being uncomfortable because all this life is uncomfortable. All this business is uncomfortable. Uh, people equate success. I'll say, well, if I had a $50 million company, it'll be okay. Oh no, the problems just get bigger. Right? The, the bigger the company, the more people you have to deal with, the more personalities, the more people who now see you as value, who want to sue you. That's the thing that entrepreneurs don't talk about is lawsuits. That's another thing that will definitely come your way. The more successful that you come, or that, that you become. So just being un- uh, being comfortable, being uncomfortable is, is the key. And just understanding um, all that you, there, there's value in everything. There's value in the positive and there's value in the negative, right? So I'll call it positive plus negative equals success, all right? Because you need both in order to, to be able to move forward through life. 
Absolutely, bro, man. I love that. Absolutely love that. Love that. Love that. If guys want to get in touch with you, Jack, you know, where is the best place for them to hit you up? Yeah, uh, just MrJackBrickHouse.org, all one word, and you can find a book there. You can find um, podcasts, interviews. Um, you know, if I'm doing anything, if you want to book me or if you want to have a consulting call, all those good things is, is there. And then social media, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and then uh, LinkedIn. Uh, those are where I'm most active. So um, it's just Mr. Just search Mr. Jack Brickhouse. You'll find me. I'm there. DM me. I, I would love to talk to you. Yeah, brother, man, it's been wonderful, man. It's been a nice time. You know, I had had fun on the show. You know, learned a lot of things from you. You know, and I, and, I, and I'll keep learning from you anyway because I've got your your contacts now. So I would definitely yeah. reach out to you. You know, and yeah. uh, and I I, I, I want to thank you. You know, one hundred. You know, for 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 making your time to come on the show. You know, I really appreciate it. You know, you know, and I'm grateful as well, bro. Absolutely, I appreciate you sharing sharing your listeners with me, man. I appreciate you all day long.